The Path to Authenticity is brought to you by GIA Miami. Founded by world-class mental health experts, GIA provides advanced care for difficult-to-treat conditions, including anxiety, medication-resistant depression, and obsessive-compulsive disorder. Using state-of-the-art methods, GIA can help people recover from conditions when more traditional approaches can't. Dr. Antonello Bonchi has assembled an expert team serving international clientele in a modern and resplendent Miami setting. If you or someone you love is suffering from depression, anxiety, OCD, or other mental health concerns, call GIA at 833-713-0828. You can learn more about GIA by clicking the link in the show notes or by visiting GIAMiami.com. Thank you for listening to The Path to Authenticity. My name's Tom Gentry. I think of this show as the opposite of small talk. You'll hear real conversations with real people who know who they are. We talk about what makes them who they are, how they became who they are, and how we might become truer expressions of who we are. Thanks for coming back. I'm Tom Gentry, and this is The Path to Authenticity, episode 210 for February 7th, 2022. I'm going to do another reading in this episode from something I published on my Substack. You can join the mailing list, The Manifest, and in the future... The audio, like this, that I produce will only be available there on Substack. But this is from a piece that I published on Friday about our adversarial relationship with emotions in our culture, specifically with men. But before I do that, I just wanted to kind of update you guys a little bit, let you know where I'm at. Like I said, this is episode 210. Doing two more to close out what I'm calling season one of the show. So we got a couple more to go. Then I'm going to take a little bit of a hiatus with the path to authenticity. Planning on releasing a much shorter season two beginning in May of 2023. But in the meantime, I'm going to start working on what I think I'm going to call the Tom Gentry podcast, which again will be available through Substack. And a lot of the stuff I do with that podcast will kind of overlap with episodes of The Path to Authenticity. It'll also include the readings like this. So, Just something I have a little more flexibility with. Also, in the meantime, I've been catching up on some sort of housekeeping with the podcast. 
getting the YouTube channel up to date slowly. Also updating the Patreon page. So, as of right now, most of the first 125 episodes are only available on Patreon. And I made some changes with the tiers for patrons. So at this point and going forward, for $4 a month, you can access the entire archive of episodes. And it also entitles you to early releases of new episodes when they're available. For example, this episode will have been available on Patreon a day ahead of time before its public release. Then there's a level two where patrons also have access to unedited interviews, all the other sort of content that I've created exclusively for patrons. What I did for a little over a year is a little short Saturday episode, which I called the Saturday Dispatch, stuff like that. And basically, any interview I do, any episode I do, no matter what podcast it is, will be available to level two patrons on Patreon. Now, the next 25 patrons, which I'm calling founding patrons, for $5 a month will have access to level two. Then after those first 25 patrons... In that tier, it will be level to $8 a month. So that's the deal with the podcast archive and with the uh, unedited content that I'll be releasing going forward. Aside from all that, you know, I have all this content that I've recorded over the last couple of years that I just haven't had time to release mostly for the 20 questions podcast. So if you've been paying attention, if you subscribe, you'll notice I've been releasing an episode a week there. Some of those have already been released on this podcast, but I have a lot more and I'm going to start recording more of those. Maybe one a week on clubhouse live on clubhouse. I think I'm probably going to do that on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, but I'll keep you guys posted. I also have a podcast of which I've only released a couple episodes called How It Happened, which is basically someone telling their story of recovery. So I have lots of that stuff that I just need to edit and release. And then Season two of Men Who Talk, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that, when it's going to come out, but I have done a little bit of recording for that, but I'm not quite sure where I want to go with it next, so I'm kind of tabling it for now. Anyway, as you can hear, I got a lot going on. On top of all that, I've been working on this manuscript for the book that I'm working on. My goal is going to be by the end of February to have my first book proposal out to a publisher for that. So I'm really getting focused on that as well. 
Again, that's going to be about men and our relationships with our emotions. So that's kind of a good segue into the reading. So I'll just get to that. When we're at odds with our emotions, the resistance is exhausting. Name a man who wasn't indoctrinated to believe he shouldn't have feelings, that he should ignore them. I'm not sure he exists. Even men who have learned not to ignore their emotions had to learn not to ignore their emotions. Think of the ways we use the word emotional. It's never positive. The word itself is met with resistance. Most males spend their entire lives resisting their emotions, and the resistance is exhausting. One morning in late 2018, I walked into my therapist's office and plopped down on her sofa, releasing the type of sigh one often does when they arrive home after a long day's work. This is exhausting, I said. What's exhausting, she asked. I was talking about experiencing emotional discomfort. I was at a place in my life when it was time to stop avoiding the pain of the losses and disappointments I had endured. Like most men, I'd trained myself to avoid the emotional distress and just keep going. I pretended it wasn't there. Of course, I wasn't pretending all the time. By this point, I'd spent years working on personal growth and emotional well-being. I knew all the facts. I knew how much it hurt to be a little boy whose parents were much older than those of his peers. I knew what it was like to be the recipient of relentless insults and cruelty from an older brother with whom I was dying to connect. I knew the terror of picking up a drink over and over again after telling myself I was done with it forever, over and over again. I knew the disappointment of a father divorced from his son's mother after spending his entire life promising himself he would never put a child through that. I knew pain. But that morning in that office, Dr. Donna Marks, who by this time I had come to respect and trust, said something that seemed to me a revelation. It's not the pain that's exhausting, she said. It's your resistance to it that's exhausting. Yes, I knew all the facts. I knew the sources of all the pain. But I had been avoiding the pain itself my entire life. I had been engaged in a perpetual cycle of distraction. When I hurt, I drank. Or I watched TV. Or I pursued a woman. Or I spent. Or I obsessed or I worked, or I played guitar, or I talked, or I did something else rather than be present with the pain and feel it until it passed. I never just felt it, because I was taught not to feel it. Consider all the times you've seen this take place in a television show or a film. A man or a woman learns of the death of a loved one, or that their spouse is having an affair, and the moment the gravity of the situation begins to set in, they reach for the liquor. Or, the person there to deliver the troubling news offers them a drink, insisting they will need it, even before telling them why. This is how we handle painful emotions in our society. We avoid them. We resist them. 
we blot them out. As a culture, we are all more or less estranged from our emotions, and this is particularly true with men. We emerge from the womb, crying out in tears to announce ourselves and our arrival to the world. Then, as males, we are essentially taught that we should never cry again. And although the messages we get about this have gradually become slightly more healthy, the expression of all emotions, especially sadness, is still taboo. Again, most males spend their entire lives resisting their emotions. The resistance exhausts us, and we wonder why men are lost. Men are lost because men are numb. Because men are exhausted. Because men pretend not to experience emotions. Think about it. Our emotions invariably color our life experience in good ways and bad. Like it or not, they are essential to who we are as human beings. If we are avoiding our emotions, we are avoiding ourselves. If we are at odds with our emotions, we are at odds with ourselves. It doesn't have to be this way. It's time we collectively make peace with our emotions. When more of us are at peace with our emotions, more of us will be at peace with ourselves. Anyway, that's that. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you take something positive from it. Really, I just appreciate you guys sticking around and listening and always coming back. Thank you so much for your support. Be back next week with another episode. And you'll find more on Substack. If you're not already subscribed to The Manifest, you'll find a link in the show notes. Have a great week, folks. Be nice. That's our story. I hope you enjoyed the punk rock opera. And we have one last piece of music for you. Goes like this. Okay, go.
Thank you. Good night.